Hello and welcome to this very exciting first episode of what we are tentatively calling Backing Paper. Does that sound right to you, Rach? I think so, yeah. I thought that was quite a nice name to uh, start off, literally off the top of my head. So who knows, we may well come up with uh, a better name at some point. But I quite like the idea of it being Backing Paper. It's, um, um, yeah, it's something that just feels quite sort of tactile and what have you. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Should be different. It's always good to change things up, try something new, isn't it? It certainly is. And like backing paper, the kind of the point of this show is to ease the passage of the main show going through the rollers. That sounds right, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so what we'll be doing with this show is this is hopefully going to be a new, shorter weekly show where we will be able to do more of the things like the emails and the cheap shot challenge stuff, which we're starting to make the main show a bit big and bulky and to be perfectly honest, difficult to get the recording done at times. I think we were starting to break out of it, weren't we, Rach? I think so. <laughs> it started to uh, started to flag a little bit, I think. So, uh, you know, change as good as the rest, as they say, and, and everything. Exactly. So this week, it's just me and Rach. It won't always just mm-hmm. me and Rach. Um, sometimes we might have uh, guests on who have joined us for the main show. We might stick around for this. Um, sometimes it might be eight. Who knows? It's going to be a real smug, but it's going to be cheap. It's going to be cheap. Is it? Well, it's going to be cheap. Everything <laughs> we do is going to be cheap. Uh, it's going to be short. Um, and like I said, we're going to be able to focus more on the community side of things hopefully within this so that we can focus on the interviews and the general conversations in the main show which will still go out as usual anyway with that thought in mind um this week we are going to focus on the first few batches of entries for the fine art cheap shots challenge because we've they've started coming in and they are great so as we talked about last time to try and avoid having one monster show at the end we're actually going to talk about all of the images as they come in, talk about the pictures and put them up on the website so that people can see them. And then when it comes to the judging, um, the judge will then pick out a number. We haven't decided yet. I think it will depend to a certain extent on how many entries we get for stuff. But they will they will pick their selects from the overall thing and then talk about those in more detail on the judging show itself. That's the plan. It's a good plan, isn't it, Rach? It is. It's a good plan. I think <laughs> it just means that um, everybody can uh, still feel like it's brilliant that we're able to um, have their shots come in, uh, that we'll get a chance to actually talk through them, look at them, enjoy them. Um, obviously, they'll also be going up on our Flickr, I imagine, and on the website, um, as you did a fantastic job last time, uh, Graham, of adding all of the images up on the on the website as well, um, sunny16podcast.com. Uh, it means that hopefully we'll all get a chance to actually um, look at them enjoy them and talk about them a little bit more which we don't normally get a chance to do and um i know on some on a couple of our previous uh recent shows um there'd been that discussion hadn't there about actually we shoot a lot and we talk a lot about the cameras and and uh and actually how how we do it but the why sometimes gets a bit lost so this might be a nice way of us actually getting a chance to talk about the why a little bit more as well so when you guys send in your entries if you tell us about the reasons why you shot the way that you shot and what it is that you're trying to tell us with your images as well that would be really nice absolutely um and listeners let us know how you find this new format for the show. I mean, the great thing is by breaking this stuff out is that if one part or the other is not interesting, you can just skip it. If you don't want to hear the more <laughs> listener-based and us waffling stuff, you can just skip this show. That's all right. We won't be offended. Um, it will come out on a different day. But um, just let us know how you find it. Um, because we, as you may have noticed from the last few episodes, we've really had to sort of start cutting back on emails and stuff like that. And um, and we didn't want to do that. We didn't certainly we didn't want to scrap them completely. So hopefully this is a new way for us. But like I said, let us know what you think of it. And um, to Mike and Andre at the Negative Positives podcast, we're coming for you now. We're up to two shows a week, so we'll soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. More value for money. Is what exactly. It is. Um, okay. The first pictures we're going to be looking at are from Daniel Novak. Daniel writes in, hello, Sunbeams. My name is Dan Novak. And while I've been your podcast listener for a while, this is my first time writing or participating. I was rather bummed that I did not make it for the last round of the Cheap Shots Challenge, but I did not have a suitable camera yet. I have changed that on my summer trip to my homeland of the Czech Republic. Aside from buying a good supply of Fomapan film, both 35mm and 120 I also splurged 150 Czech crowns, uh, or £5.22, on a <laughs> wonderful cheap shots camera. 
add a 65 Czech crowns or £2.26 for 120 foam pan 100 and my cheap shots investment stands at about £7.50. This is sterling work, Dan. Sterling I'm work. Amazed. So good. Well also, done. Also, Czech crowns is a great name for currency. It feels like <laughs> we're back in Game of Thrones times. I'm <laughs> certainly hoping that this will be the first entry using this camera. It features a single shutter speed, which is somewhere between one thirtieth of a second <laughs> and one one hundredth of a second, and two <laughs> aperture options possibly f11 and f16 <laughs> the viewfinder shows about 25 percent of the center portion of the image probably less the first attachment is a picture of my camera of choice not a challenge entry um so we have been organizing to get the pictures in front it's a lovely looking uh bakelite um kind of <laughs> built thing isn't it a pioneer uh Made in Czechoslovakia. It looks you very funky. To this photo, sorry. Graham. Yeah, it's in there, right? It's the one picture of a camera that's in there. Um, it's, okay. it's in the box there. Um, yeah, so it, it looks very funky. Looks very sweet. It does. I yeah. Like it. Uh, and the two photos that follow are my suspicions. 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 Yep. Suspicious <laughs> submissions. Uh, now, as Johnny requested, we have got some artist statements. So here is Dan's artist statement. For the fine art challenge, I wanted to create photos disconnected from reality as far as possible. My initial intent was to go for frame-filling abstracts and further introduce motion into the scene. I also wanted to make things less recognisable with double exposures. In the end, I have, selected, I have not selected any photos with motion. The first photo is a not-so-obvious, disappointingly, double exposure <laughs> of a lake surface over a large rock submerged in the lake a few feet away. The second image is a frame filling but shockingly sharp for the camera. It's a black and white representation of a vividly colourful roadside vegetation. <laughs> While sharp, I think it could be described as a frame full of mess, which is very <laughs> close to my initial intention. Uh, thanks for the wonderful entertainment with an occasional hint of education. We're trying to stamp those out. Cheers, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for those, Dan. So these first two pictures, then, Rach. Um, so yes, we so have got. Remind me which ones we've got. So we have got uh, the square frame, the rock in the water, which is apparently a double exposure. Although, as Dan <laughs> hints, now I I really like this rock in the water. For one Ooh, thing, yeah. I'm really impressed by the sharpness of this yeah. uh, point and click 120 camera. Very basic, I would guess, 1930s, 1940s point and click Bakelite camera. I mean. Uh, Especially considering that the shutter speed's anywhere between a thirtieth and a hundredth of a second. I mean, you know, that's yeah. really good. That because it, it does. Look, I mean, I don't know if he has put it on a tripod or on a surface or anything, but it looks like it might be handheld mm. um, from from the angle of view. Yeah. It looks like it's somebody stood, or he presumably is stood on the edge of the lake and taken that photo, looking down and out, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it's from a sort of five. Five and a half foot, six foot sort of viewpoint, um, and therefore maybe handheld. And it's incredibly sharp. You're right. You can see all of the detail, all of the shadows, the rock, the tonal range is lovely as well. Yeah, and I and I really like the um the the patterns of the rocks beneath the water because the water is very clear. So you can mm -hmm. see this sort of very broken shaly um rock underneath, and then the ripples of the water, and it's got some nice vignetting in the corners. Um, yeah, very pleasing picture, and um, that's come out really nicely. I like that. You know, when you say vignetting, I mean obviously there is vignetting, but it also looks like just a mask <laughs> yeah yeah you know, it's, it's the harshest of, of vignette that you could get in the top right and left corners at least but the bottom yeah. definitely is um you don't know it might be dropping off into the depths of the uh, depths of the water there <laughs> exactly exactly the second picture from dan um is uh what looks very much like a nice as you mentioned nice sharp image of some bulrushes growing on the side of the road um lots of nice lines it is um as he mentioned in his email sort of a fairly chaotic picture especially in black and white because you mm. lose the sort of the definition of the one plant mm. against the other but mm. there's lots of form lots of structure there even if it is a sort of chaotic structure um yeah, I like this. I think the first one's definitely my favourite, just because I yeah. love simple pictures. But I like this too, and I'm really impressed what lovely sharp pictures that that camera has made. Um, and um, yeah, I think as a black and white picture for me, the, the second one with the bulrushes work, works really well to make it more abstract because it just flattens everything out. 
because the uh, the aperture is quite small so there's not really any um shallow depth of field on it and uh, yeah it's good what do you think of that one rach yeah um i think similar to yourself i prefer the the one of the rock um the i guess maybe with that one uh, i might have gone because you can kind of see that it's a hedgerow if you like i might have gone in a little bit closer perhaps just to make it even more abstract perhaps you know like to fill the frame just of the 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 sort of straight lines of the bulrushes if you know what i mean yeah um, and and sort of like because at the moment you can sort of you still have a bit of context to where where it is um that it's that it's hedgerow but in terms of the the tones and things again you know using the foma uh foma pan so uh, it's come out well yeah really well it's come out yeah. lovely okay next one up yeah. it's is from Graham Young, uh, one of the two hosts of the excellent Homemade Camera podcast, the podcast I enjoy listening to whenever it comes out, which I think is every fortnight. Um, very educational. Uh, they know lots about building stuff, and it always inspires me. Anyway, Graham writes in, please find an entry into the Cheap Shots Challenge. Here is my artist statement. <clears throat> Actually, do you want to read this, Rach? I read the last one. You read sure. this artist <laughs> statement. There seems to be significantly more bullshit in this one. <laughs> Poor Graham. We haven't even read it. I haven't even read it yet. Sorry, Graham. Okay. Um, Graham, Graham Young, Graham, not you, Graham. <laughs> I should make that defined. Um, okay. So Graham Young says, my work is concerned with the confluence between hammer and hammer-like objects and devices used for the recording of information on photographic media, usually film, but not always. To that end, images such as these are made in accordance with the acceptance of multitudes of methods, techniques, tools, devices, chemistry, attitudes, creeds, body composition types, inherent DNA differences and formats. It is only by embracing the unknown, unfamiliar, unlikable, hideously designed fakery of such devices, techniques, etc. that an artist can begin to understand the link between the unaccepted, shunned, derided and ridiculed and therefore begin to create fine art photographs. In It is in this territory of embracing intolerance that insight can be achieved and maintained. Photographs such as the one I present to you are indeed self-evident through understanding. You can achieve enlightenment. End statement. Now, I have a feeling where we're leading to with this. Um, as you mentioned, he obviously runs the, the Homemade Camera uh, podcast, and I'm pretty sure, Graham... Ah, Graham, Graham Jagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there was a conversation between yourselves about the use of scammers. Is that correct? There is a difference of opinion between myself and the uh, Nick and Graham, the host of the Homemade mm-hmm. Camera podcast, regarding scammers. So, mm-hmm. um, their opinion on scammers is that they are worthwhile. Uh, Mm -hmm. instruments that could potentially be improved upon and made even better Mm -hmm. my opinion is that we should hit them all repeatedly with the hammer with that hammer so this picture that Graham has entered is shot with a, a Ninoka, <laughs> you know, the, the, the popular brand Ninoka. Um, but this is one that he has modified. So he has um, kind of glued on a, a Minolta Rockor 50mm um, f1.7 lens onto it to get, you know, a far um, better quality optics on it. So, um, you know, you can see the picture that uh, Graham has made using this scamera with his new glass on it. Um, obviously, <laughs> I, I have some inherent bias, so I'll let you describe what this picture, Rach. Oh, right. Oh, thanks, Graham. What is it? I it's, don't know. The, it's the blurry one with yeah, those. Yeah, no, no, I know, but uh, that's what I that's uh, what I'm struggling with. Um, okay, so what what I do like about it is that that it definitely has a feel of a kind of like macro ness to it. Mm. You know, the the shots that Aid uh, put in for the macro challenge challenge part of the challenge when we did that uh that round um it similar in the way that he obviously also added i think a lens to the front of his cheap shots camera mm. uh, cheap shots challenge camera and it gave that kind of cool very much a vignette mask likeness at the edges with a, a kind of very swirly um bocker um as you kind of come towards the center of the shot but f- for the life of me i can't actually tell what the shot is of um was there anything else in in graham's email graham uh no no but the the fact that we don't know what it is is what makes it art i think rach i think 
I mean, his uh, artist statement, obviously, clearly. Indeed. I mean, the out of focus areas are certainly pretty because the lens has, you know, the replaced lens has given um, it. they are also all of the area. There is no in-focus area. Yeah. Um, quite, the competition comp- composition is interesting. I like it. And the fact that you've got this vignette, um, well, I mean, this basically, this circle within the frame that is there. It's, it's nice. Um, I'm not sure he's technically improved on the camera as yet, <laughs> um, but it's a good first step. And I mean, But he used it as a housing, you know, and that's, that's, step one right that so, is step one so yeah, yeah uh, uh, it's a good it, i mean it, it's, it must be art because i don't get it okay <laughs> um next up is from nigel perkis uh nigel writes in he has been shooting with an ebay purchase of a camera um a fed mark ii with a uh, f 1.3 lens direct from the russian seller nope. um f 3.5 lens uh f3 point sorry yeah sorry. um a lazy what's what's to lose shoot first using the preloaded Ilford F4 film stock um, guessing vintage 80s Ilford did the processing back in 2013 uh, so I'm blown away with the result I used to trust I used to use my trusty Ricoh GR for mono but it doesn't get close to analogue Fast forward a few years and I discover your Sunny 16 mm-hmm. podcast. I listen while cycling the back roads of the Mion Valley here in Hampshire. I'm going to guess it's Mion or Mion um, if he's going down <laughs> it real fast on his bike. If he goes very fast, yeah. <laughs> Great work, boys and girls. Long may your podding continue. Um, so, uh, yes, that the next one then is from Nigel. Let's see what we're looking at with Nigel. Uh, so that is the picture. We haven't got an artist statement from Nigel. We have a very nice picture, though, don't we? Um, can you just re- remind me which one I'm looking for? Yeah, so, the... so Nigel's picture is the one of the lady writing in the kitchen. Okay, let me have a quick check. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find... Does it... Ah, right. Yes. Got it? It's a really yeah. lovely... Lovely, shot. yeah, that's so nice. Wh- which film was it? Do we know? Uh, Ilford F4. So, yeah, Ilford F4 is... Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, a really nice. Um, it, it's a, a, a lady sat at a dining table or a kitchen table, um, looking looking thoughtfully at crossword. Um, mm-hmm. It's very nicely composed, very very lovely tones in it. Yeah, gorgeous, and it is really fine grain as well, isn't it? It's it's I I, I really like this shot. It's very mm. um, reflective. I think you just. Mm. Straight away, you look at that and you and you go, "Yep, that's it's definitely a, uh, a candid, captured moment rather than a pose one." Is is how it comes across. It definitely feels like they were just sort of sitting there, having you know breakfast quietly, and he's just taking a quick, a nice quiet shot. It's really nice. It's very peaceful, and um, but you get a sense of perhaps who they are and the, and the environment that they live in and uh, I love I love the um the dresser behind because it's it's like an old Welsh dresser and my mum used to have an old Welsh dresser mm. or if she wanted an old Welsh dresser we had one that wasn't quite <laughs> an original one but to me as a kid like growing up that was um that was what was in the in the kitchen and she she loved that piece of furniture so yeah this this makes me happy like I look at this and it makes me feel happy so yeah that's yeah, really nice. It's nice. And I, I like the fact that the sort of the the lady, the sort of the who I guess is the subject of the picture mm-hmm. is right off to the right hand side of the frame mm-hmm. so that the other stuff fills up. So getting back to that thing of what is fine art of the subject not necessarily being the subject, there's more to this picture than it just being a picture of the of a person. It's the the, the whole room, there's there's the interaction between the subject and the crossword puzzle. There's a lot going on in this. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. Okay, Rach, do you want to read the next one from uh Paul Friday? Paul Paul patiently waiting for his uh a reward for winning the last round of the Cheap Shots Challenge Friday. Sorry, Paul, I'm definitely gonna get on this. Not just you, I know there's um yeah, my bad. Anyway. Uh, go Rach. Uh, okay, you say you say go Rach, but I'm trying to find Paul Fridays. Okay. Where where I'll, have you put I'll read Paul? It just because it's very short and I haven't clear. It just says fine art, don't you know, darlings? In my case, shortened to fart. Um, <laughs> uh, and there's two pictures shot on the notorious Rico Marai, the transforming uh, wheelbarrow of a camera using an old roll of Agfa film I found in a box and developed in Rodnor. Um, so these, Rach, are 
the uh, pictures, um, the treachery of what's he oh. given them? The treachery of imaging uh-huh. and the persistence of RAM. Excellent. <laughs> well, those are those are good titles for fine art. I think you know they they seem to evoke certain certain sort of like images in our minds already. Yes. Ha! The persistence of RAM. Sorry, right. I was just looking at this one first. It's is it, what is it? It's great. I love it. It's um, it's supposed to be uh, Dali's clock, right? Clocks, <laughs> like the Nelson yes. clocks, presumably yes. with the elephant. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Excellent. I love. It. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That's nice, fluffy. Yeah. Uh, keyboards, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yes. The, um, a great interpretation of the surrealist classic. Uh, Big fan of that. Needs to you put tomato in as well. Is that tomato? Yeah, that is indeed a tomato. Yes. It's basically exactly the same as Dali's original, but with the floppy keyboards and a stacked I, elephant. I love it. That's so good. It's such a good way of just, you know, it's properly um, uh, reinterpreting for the modern age the surrealist classic, as you say. So there is a, a toy stuffed um, animal of a, a, an elephant sitting on the floor next to a white leather bar stool, which is turned round that has one of the floppy keyboards laying over it. And then there is a desk to the left-hand side with the other floppy keyboard dangling over the edge of it. Uh, for those of you familiar with um, Salvador Dali's work, you will know that obviously the clocks are uh, and time um, is dripping over the edge. Uh, is it a cliff, actually? I'm not sure in the original. Um, and then there's a, a lovely little tomato. Just It actually really does look like that has been photoshopped on, doesn't it, that tomato? <laughs> <laughs> or it's floating it's like levitating tomato because you can't really see the shadow behind it it's very flat so uh, yeah That's hilarious great. the the other picture paul smith is a, is a far simpler very classy uh, composition uh it is what looks like some sort of pipe uh running across the center of the image um and on it is written this is not a pipe um <laughs> uh Great. (laughs) A a great statement, I think. Um, I I like that a lot. I like it for its simplicity and its ridiculousness. It is uh, great. Great work on both shots, Paul. And uh, and a good use of monochrome with that, definitely. It wouldn't have looked nearly as good in colour, that that shot. I think that needed to be in monochrome, definitely. Absolutely. Do you want to take the one from John Michael Mendeza, Rach, which uh, I did nice. because you labelled that one. Yeah, all right, all right. (laughs) Um, uh, John Michael says hello Sunbeams attached to my submissions for this round of the cheap shots challenge so the technical these were taken on my uh, Beltica folding camera on Agfa APX 100 from my local drugstore developed at home in Rodnell and scanned using my DSLR a flexible reading lamp was used for lighting the artistic when thinking about what I would like to do for this challenge I asked myself a couple of questions One, could I imagine these images in a gallery? Two, would I understand what the artist was trying to say? If the answer to number one was yes and the answer to number two was no, then it must be fine art. (laughs) So that's this formula. Um, So I uh, I attempted to make some images that would fit this model. I also had a lot of fun doing so, which is, of course, the main thing. All the best and keep up the good work. Okay, so... Um, John Michael Mendeza, let's have a little look at your shots. Which ones are these, Graham? So, uh, John Michael's are, I believe, the forks and the glasses. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Ooh, ooh, very nice. Okay, so that was that. Sorry, I wasn't explaining which ones I was looking at at all there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those weren't your pictures at all, John Michael. Those are some other ones that Rachel just happened to glance at. <laughs> Let's look at your hands up. Ooh. That's a different kind of podcast. Um, no, so forks. I was looking at forks. Very cool. Um, uh, who, who, who would you say this is influenced by or, or looks like? I can't think of the photographer's name. I look at that and I go, oh, yes, that's just like. I'm terrible with the references. Don't, don't, you should yeah. know better than ask me, but I, I it's, it's a very. It's just a lovely, well thought out shot. Very, very simple, very yeah. well executed. Uh, the use of the the positioning of so it's a picture of four forks, uh, not their ha- well, some four of their handles. handles. Yeah, right. Let's not go down there. We haven't got time for that. <laughs> um, and the 
light that's been used has been positioned very low so that the tines, the shadows of the tines stretch right out. It's great. Really effective. Really effective. Um, very dramatic. Yeah. Who would think that forks could be so dramatic? I love it. Who would really, think? Really lovely. Um, and then the glasses is is has obviously been shot in a similar way in terms of uh, lightings. It looks like it's one very strong direct uh, light from the side um, and uh, with, with some lovely, again, lovely tonal range and, and some beautiful contrast, you know, real blacks and real real whites and things in, in that, which is lovely. And that's a selection of wine glasses um, at various um, and various shadows of said wine glasses as well. Um, so yeah, beautifully done. Yeah, they certainly are. Um, and that Beltica folding camera has done a lovely job. Um, captured yeah. both and beautifully. But the, the the real work with that was absolutely done with the ideas and the position that those images were taken from. The the fr- the framing and the angle is what has made both of those pictures work <laughs> so well. The composition is spot on. Love both the of flexi- those. That flexible reading lamp is. Uh, I, do you know, I just love stuff like that where you go, it's literally just one little light that you shine across, you know, just grab a little reading lamp and you can make something look so dramatic and so beautiful. So, yeah, yeah. fab. Great stuff. Okay, the last one we've got on the Cheap Shots entries for this week is from Joseph Baker. Joseph writes in, Hi Sunbeams, please find my entry. Please, he's practically begging here. <laughs> find my entry for the fine art round of the Cheap Shots Challenge attached. Is it cheating to submit a photo montage? I don't mm-hmm. know, but at least it's analogue. Both photos were taken on Kentmere film with a Canon Snappy LXII. I printed them both onto one 5 by 7 sheet of Ilford RC paper with black card to mask off the letters. The idea is to tell a story of being stung by nettles. Actually, my hand, no exaggeration, this is hurting right now from being stung by nettles. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Was that from today? Oh, so this is... Ah, I see. Now I understand why the the photo is titled the way that it's titled. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Finding... So we've got being stung by nettles. Ow. Finding dock leaves. Ooh. And being being soothed by them. Ooh. At least that was the idea behind it. I'm glad he's explained. As with all good uh, artistic pictures, the explanation is important. Despite having a degree in fine art, I still find it hard to write an artist statement. But since it was stipulated, here you go. (laughs) My photographic practice centres on the liminal and transitional spaces in modern suburbia and the lived experience of the flaneur. My photographs explore our relationship with place and the intersection of humanity with both natural and artificial environments. The tonal gradations and the granular distortions of black and white film work to amplify the emotional topography and underlying tensions uncovered by investigation and deep walking. I mean, that's beautiful. It said underlying tensions in there, Rach. It, it said uh, relationships and intersections with humanity. That, that's definitely an artist about statement. Topo- emotional topography. I mean, you had me at emotional topography. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm practically moved to tears. Um, it's very good. Very good. And also, I, I like the use of the word flaneur, a word I was completely unfamiliar with until <laughs> hearing it brought up on uh, the Classic Lenses podcast. By, uh, I think it was when um, Anil was on the show and the, the term started getting bandied I don't really know what it means, but um, I think he's on there again this week. Maybe he'll explain it further. Anyway, on to uh, the shot by um, uh, uh, Joseph. Come to my brain. So, as uh, made as described, so, so you have this sort of split image with nettles on the one, uh, slightly blurry nettles on the left hand side, and then a lovely dock leaf on the right hand mm-hmm. side uh, um, uh, with owl. Oh and ooh in cutout letters of the top of it. It's a great concept, beautifully executed. If that isn't fine art, I don't know what is. And I have to say, as previously mentioned, the fact that my hand is throbbing at the moment from nettles because I did not find, I did not get that happy discovery of a dock leaf. Um, I can certainly uh, give that my vote of confidence. What do you think of this one, Rachel? What <laughs> fantastic! Oh, I love this. It's so good. It's just such a um yeah it's such a fantastic 
com- uh, composite image. I just really, I, I love how it's been put together. Um, that clearly there's been um, thought there from from something that we all we all have experienced or will experience in our life. I'm sure. Um, just that initial, oh my god bloody nettles you know and all the way through to oh thank goodness there's a duck leaf there or not as the case may be for you um and just it's such a simple um little kind of like experience like human experience of of ending up like doing that you know ended up getting being stung by nettles um but i would never have thought in a million years of making a photograph of that experience of my life, you know? So I just think, I think that's really lovely. And it's, it's very um, uh, whimsical and childlike as well, I think, which is really nice. Um, And the, the, um, the cutout letters themselves uh, and how it's been sort of like presented um, seems quite like, uh, uh, I don't know what era exactly, maybe like forties advertisements, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, I'm not explaining it very well, but I could see that being like on a billboard almost, you know, yeah. um, with, with those sort of like blocky letters over the top. Uh, I also like how um, we've got one image which is very, very soft and out of focus all the way through to something that's actually quite sharp. <laughs> and uh, the way that they've sort of been laid over the top of each other is or into each other, blurred into each other is uh, is nice. It's been done really well. Yeah, it has. I I love the way that this uh, this challenge, in particular, is really pushing people to all sorts of weird and wonderful things. I and I remember doing more of this stuff when I first got into photography than I do now, and it's a lot of fun. Um, mm. We have got two more pictures, which I nearly forgot about to do before we get out of here and go and record the proper show and get yelled at by Aid for being late if we're not careful. Um, these are both from Michael Jinn. Uh, so the first one uh, is called, let me make sure I get that, it's Gentrification. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, what's Michael, uh, there's just limited, uh, what Michael says about that is before a neighbourhood can be improved, uh, in inverted commas, it must mm-hmm. first be stripped of its soul. Mm. Um, so yes, that's yeah, a lovely picture of a, a neighbourhood in uh, an array, a, a state of um, neglect. I think it's fairly safe to say, isn't mm-hmm. it, Rach? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fairly run down, um, graffiti and uh, businesses closed down, uh, and that sort of thing. I I, I love the incredibly analog. I don't, I'm not sure what camera. Actually, I'm sure I can tell you that. Um, a, a Holger. There you go. Holger one three five BC. Um, you know that very basic look really mm-hmm. suits this image so well. Uh, yeah. I like that shot a lot. Um, and the uh, second one from Michael uh, is a very different, um, a very graphic image called Spokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just find exactly what, because uh, like I said, Michael's written little things for both of these things. This, uh, this one makes me think Holger when I look at it. Definitely, you, you look at that and you go, ah, oh, yes, I can see that that could have been, could easily have been shot on Holger. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of concrete spokes. I think when I saw the title of the shot, I was expecting it to be a bicycle wheel, but actually mm. it's um it's much more um solid than that. It's kind of like some sort of um yeah, concrete uh structure really by the looks of things. Again with some graffiti um behind it, um and what looks like a sort of like wheel wheel cat hub um in the centre. Mm. Yes, as as Michael puts in his note for this one, he said, "Look closely. What do you see?" And there, are, for a very on the surface simple image, there actually is quite a lot to take in yeah. um, with the print on the spokes itself, um, and the, the, the very structure of this wheel and the graffiti, which is almost mirrored on either side. It's, it's yeah. not; it's been done. Uh, and then down the bottom, a little bit more. Um, yeah, cool. I really like. Cause I I love very graphic shots like that. Uh, I think it's worked really well. Yeah, definitely. Again, um, a really nice use of black and white film to uh, to create that dramatic shot with uh, with pretty high con- high contrast. So there was one other thing that I thought we should talk about this week, and that is Ben, who is Hip Shoot Film on Instagram and on Twitter. That's H I P Shoot film and he basically has come up with this uh, fantastic idea um called film stock swap um basically he's he set up a google doc 
he's doing this as a kind of campaign the idea being do you have some film that you're never going to use sitting in the fridge or the freezer um is there somebody who also has the similar sort of film sitting in the fridge or freezer but not quite the same format or not quite the same brand and they want to try out something different um if you're not going to shoot it let's swap it uh, and make it or help mean that everybody's able to try out new films different things that they might not actually normally shoot or if they've ended up with a sort of backlog of stock um and they think actually i'd rather trade you know my ektar for some velvia or something you know um you've got a chance to do that so it's a it's an idea that i'd sort of passed through my brain at some point as well in the past so i'm just really pleased to see that uh, ben's taken up the mantle and is uh, is actually running with it so um it'll be lovely to see it kind of like come to life um he's set up a, a google doc which is where you can uh, basically go on online, um, find find the document for film stock swap, and uh, and put in all your details. So I'll just read you through what he's put here. It says, "Calling all film hoarders, stashers, and collectors." I think we both uh, um, classed within that, probably, Graham. <laughs> I think that's fairly safe to say. Yeah. Um, he says, "Do you have film sitting in your fridge or freezer you're never going to use? Is there some film out there that you'd love to try?" then Hip Shoot Film is here to connect you with someone to trade your film with. All formats are considered from 35mm to sheet film. He says trades will be pa- sorry, trades will be based on cash equivalents as a baseline. Uh, for example, one roll of Cine Still 800 might be worth two rolls of HP5. I think that seems like a uh, a pretty reasonable um, assumption. This is, however, all down to the individual user's expectation and what they are happy to trade. So it's very much like he's not working as a gatekeeper. He's just there to sort of say, um, you guys will talk this out amongst yourselves. Uh, it says expired film is also considered, but value will be half of in-date stock, which can make sense. Um, all films should have been stored well either in the fridge freezer or equivalent you might keep it outside in a cold garage if you live in a cold country but trades work on the community being honest and ensuring only stock that's been looked after is traded says all films should have been kept sealed and dry once the trade is matched with someone you will be contacted to open discussions to ensure you get a deal that you're happy with from there we'll exchange email addresses and leave it down to the users to exchange addresses for posting i presume uh, he says please include a photo of your film stock we can't stress enough that it really helps with the trading uh, and you can list all of the films you have available for trade in one Forbes form submission which is brilliant so it's all in one place he says no need to re-enter for each role you wish to trade please note this is a free to use service for the film photography community and at hip shoot film are not benefiting <clears throat> in any way from those trades so he's basically just sort of set it up to say this is a great idea I, if there's something i can do to help support the community and give us that opportunity on a slightly more um organized uh, basis then that'd be brilliant um he says if the film stock is no longer available after submitting it is available for trade please contact him and he's given an email address so there's always a, an opportunity to chat to ben um at hipshootfilm at gmail.com uh, and basically i think the idea is just keep him posted on how things go um so there you go that's that's the form that's what he's doing and there is a hashtag um which is stock swap or I imagine if you also put in hashtag film stock swap, that probably um, that'll probably be used as well. And uh, just to reiterate, um, if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about that, um, I'm sure hopefully, Graham, we can pop some in the show notes, the link to it. Um, and we'll also be, I'm sure, retweeting and tweeting that and uh, and post it on Instagram as well. So he's at hip shoot film. That's really cool. I I love that idea. I've done I've only done one film swap in the past, and um, because I'm just disorganised, and me getting to the post office <laughs> is always a mission. Uh, as the winners of the last round, of the cheap shots challenge will testify mentioned earlier. <laughs> um, but I think it's a great thing to do. We, as you mentioned, Rach, we both a bit of hoardery types, and you see mm-hmm. people go, "Oh, I can get this. I'm going to get it." But some of the stuff does just sit in your fridge because you haven't got the right. Uh, time to use it or maybe it's just not your kind of thing actually or whatever the reason may be and this way you can pass that on rather than sitting on it like Smaug's hoard and also it's just another great way of hooking up with other film shooters mm-hmm. the, a, a film swap is a great way of getting to know somebody getting a conversation going with them uh, so yeah thanks Ben for organizing this this is great and I think it's certainly worth everybody going and having a look at it checking mm-hmm. checking your fridge see what you got and get involved Excellent. 
Um, and uh, I think there were a couple of uh, last emails, weren't there, Graham, for us to have a little chat about? Yeah, we've got a couple we're going to squeeze in here quickly now. Um, so I will take this first one. This is from another Ben. This is from Ben Reynolds. Ben writes in, Hello, Sunny Bunnies. As I have now reached episode 52 and episode 0, I think it's finally time to write and say hello. Oh! Hello! <laughs> I have been listening weekly since episode 100, having got back into film photography when the lab box went on Kickstarter at the beginning of 2017. One day it will come. Yep, yeah, I'm sure it will. And it will be marvellous when it does get here. Uh, but it hasn't got here yet. Come on, <laughs> lab box. I think I found you via the Twitter community originally, but decided to go back to the beginning and listen to all the podcasts. <laughs> Oof. It's been great fun listening to the podcast develop, but I do have some questions to ask. What happened to Dave? Uh Dave is fine and well. Um, I haven't spoken to him for a little over a month, I think, but he's fine and well. Um, actually, backing paper might be a great venue to get him back on because the problem is Dave is a force of nature and chaos. And so getting him on one of the regular shows, he's kind of going, well, well it's like shaking up a can of Coke and pulling the ripcord. You just never know where that's going to go. But the backing paper might be a perfect. What do you think, Rach? If we can get Dave to come on and join us and answer some emails. I was going to say, actually, for those listeners who's perhaps who have perhaps found us a little bit more recently, um, maybe just mention who Dave is, what okay. he does, so Dave, or how he was involved originally. Uh, Dave is a good friend who Aid and I both knew from our time on the Pixelated Photographer Forums, and he joined us as a guest on a couple of the very early episodes, um, and he's a very creative, uh, very inventive photographer. Uh, he's entered and won a couple of the Cheap Shots Challenge with some fairly crazy double exposures. Uh, he's also just all over the map when you're trying to have a conversation with him, usually because he's fairly well into his drinks or other substances at the time. Um, but uh, he's great. Um, he's always entertaining to have on, but it is, yes, like trying to rein in fire. Um, so that can make things a bit more challenging. Um, next question was, did Aid ever get his Ferrania film? He, as with everybody else, he... Um, hasn't had any colour film. He actually decided to check out and get the P31 black and mm -hmm. white film instead uh, and cash out on that. Um, and uh, A doesn't really shoot black and white, so I think, Rach, you and I have ended up yeah. with AIDS for our film. So that's great. <laughs> we did. We both got a role. It was lovely, actually. I was very impressed. <laughs> did Jeremy ever upload the show notes? Now, listen... Now, listen, there's no, there's no need for that. Um, we have got much better at doing the show notes. Um, <laughs> that is true. They do go out. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, I. they never did end up on the Pixelated Photographer Forum, and then the Pixelated Photographer Forum went away, so that really helped. Um, and then it just says, sorry, Graham, and then not sorry. This whole Jeremy thing really has been a curse, hasn't it? I, I You know, I... <laughs> Uh, what are you going to do? Never mind. Anyway, I just wanted to say thanks and tell you how much I enjoy the show. It is always entertaining and informative. I just bought a Kodak 620 folding 6x9 for £20, Ooh, yeah. so we'll be trying to create some fine art over the next couple of weeks. Results to follow. Thanks again and party on, dudes! That's from Ben Reynolds. Thank you very much, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Lovely to, uh, lovely to hear from you. Um, <clears throat> the other email that we had is from, uh, again, friend of the show, um, Stig, who is Stephen. Uh, he's at Stig of the Dump uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, I think. Um, is Stig on Instagram? I'm sorry. I'm going to have to check. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he, I, I tend to see him, him more on um uh on on twitter um uh but yes i'm sure we have uh stick on there um anyway so he's emailed in uh to say good day sunshines hi all sorry it's been a while since i sent you an email not sure why uh not sure why not as i always enjoy listening to aid struggling to work out who i am <laughs> um it's just that this summer seems to have whizzed by in one sunny 16 month blended into blending into the next and now it's gone it's true we're into autumn now can't believe it um so i've been trying to catch up a bit on uh the podcast and listen to episode uh, 119 fresh breaths and I've been, I have to say how inspiring I found it listening to Henry. 
Now, I'm not exactly a spring chicken. In fact, I'm probably thinking about retirement in the not too distant future. But listening to young people like Henry really gives you a boot up the bum. He just thinks of something and then does it. I could really do with taking even a thin sliver of a page out of his book. Think it, do it would be a really great mantra um, that would be so much better than my usual one. Think it, hmm, well, one day maybe. Very best of luck to him, as I'm sure an amazing future lies in wait for him, whether it's in film manufacture or something else. Camera film manufacture, perhaps. Stig's already trying to like make sure that uh, he gets his... Uh, uh, yes, we need some more film. Man- uh, we need some more camera manufacturers uh, on board. It was uh, it was lovely uh, speaking to uh, to Henry um, the other day. You enjoyed it as well, didn't you, uh, Graham? I think it was uh, yeah. It, also a bit scary when you're listening to uh, somebody as young as Henry and going, okay, yeah, <laughs> all of those millions of ideas, and he's he's managing to make them managing to make them happen, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. He's an inspirational young man. That yeah. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I'm very much uh, looking forward to the whole 127 film, uh, perhaps uh, that offering another avenue for that being manufactured would be would be wonderful. I know that a lot of our listeners would be very keen on that uh, in particular. So uh, that's great. Um, Stig also mentioned about the Mersey meetup, which is happening on the 27th of October. Um, and obviously, I mentioned that in the main Sunny 16 show. So um, just a quick reminder there for people that that's happening on the 27th of October, just after, immediately after Polaroid Week or Roid Week, um, as it's called, um, which is the, I think, 21st to the 26th of October. So there we go. Yeah, that's, um, <clears throat> that's on photowalk.me, isn't it? If people want to find out right. about that, yes. just go to photowalk.me and you'll find all the details there and sign up for it. And those are always a good time. You've been to one of those, haven't you, Rach? I have, I have. I've been to, have I been to a couple, I think? Yeah, I love them. They're brilliant. The people who go along are fantastic. It's really nice to, um, you know, put face to the name and do some in real life IRL, you know, meetups. Um, it's definitely um, the thing that I enjoy um, the most, really, I, I really see them as like a as a proper holiday, like they're a proper day out for me. Um, chance to do that. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make this one because I'm working. Um, so that's also kind of why I see them very much as like a nice like holiday day. It's a real treat for me to be able to make make one of these. Um, but I'm I'm sure that they're going to have a fantastic time. And I think this time they're meeting up um, on the steps of St George's Hall, which is a beautiful building in Liverpool. So uh, yeah, if, if you're you know, not too far away, come for a little day out. You'll enjoy it. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Um, and uh, I also meant to say uh, before that it kind of ties in with Stig and with uh, Ben uh, that they uh, have both uh, left, sorry, uh, that um, Ben from Hip Shoot Film had left me a lovely review on my Analog Adventure kit, which is fantastic. Um, and I've uh, I've been ticking off the th- my to do on my to do list where I got in touch with people everybody who's who's sort of backed um, me and um, and supported me by by buying one so far um, and and asked them if they wouldn't mind leaving me a little review if they've enjoyed it and things so it's been lovely actually I've had quite a few uh, nice conversations over that uh, this week as well where people have gone oh yeah it was for being brilliant or uh, I've got it for somebody for Christmas so it's waiting to go to them and I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with it and that kind of thing so that's been lovely because I'm very new to this uh, Etsy malarkey and uh, it's uh, it's a different a new and difficult uh, waters to sort of navigate and you have to have reviews and things for people to even find what you're doing so often I think that's that's one of the most difficult things and one of the things I struggle with a lot is trying to get people to actually see what you're creating um it's a real challenge so um all of these little uh, things really help you know just um taking a few minutes to like write something is is so much appreciated by myself and any any independent maker i'm sure would say the same that um it's not you're not um you know just sort of buying into a, a big commercial you know company it's it's really it's like it helps me buy you know a bottle of orange juice for my breakfast or something you know what I mean it, it really does sort of help put food on the table and, and that kind of thing so um it's I re- really appreciate it and I just want to say thanks ever so much to the people who have done that already Lyndon who was another previous um uh guest on the main Sunny 16 show uh also uh, sent over a really lovely review along with um like I say a few other people and he 
also sent me some photos of his kids um, doing some of the build and progress stages and then with them running around in the garden afterwards with them. And, and they're just brilliant because it means I can use those images. He's, he's given me permission to use those um, to add that to, to my store so that I can show other people actually what it looks like when it's finished and um, nice smiles on people's faces, which is lovely. <laughs> so it's good to see. It really makes me go, oh, I'm so pleased that they've enjoyed that. It's awesome. Can you just remind people, Rach, what's the name of your Etsy store so they can go and find these things? Yeah, it's Little Vintage Photo Co. Uh, and you can also search for Analog Adventurer Kit um, on there and uh, it will come up. The perfect gift for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, oh God, starting to say that already. And it's October. People will, will start killing us. <laughs> They'll be upset. But it's true. You have to do this now. This is the thing that I've, I've found. It's like, actually, you need to get... Um, you know the the products out there at this point in so that people are actually ready and, and aware of it and actually saying that like i say a few people had um, had already bought it with christmas in mind and i think they were doing that in like august or july or something so uh, they were much more organized than me <laughs> so that's all it's good to know well listeners that's going to have to do it for this week's episode mm -hmm. of The Backing Paper because, as I said, we've got to get out of here because we've got to go and record the main show, which will have come out already by the time you hear this. Um, mm -hmm. We will do, like I said, one of these every week and um, we will hopefully have more time to do more emails. We had more emails this evening, but as is always the case, we haven't had time to get to them all. Um, but uh, Jeremy... Uh, in particular, I promise we will we will try and get to more of them uh, because actually I'll just read Jeremy's very quickly because it's very pointed. Um, to save you the time to edit out the well thought intro and added banter, I'll edit it for you. Good episode, enjoyable photo key in the chat with the analog film bloke. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so we don't want any of you listeners to feel like you have to edit out the good banter and the amusing intros. So we will try and use this opportunity to find more time to read more emails again because I love them. We all love them, um, but it was just getting a bit too much for the main show. Let and that's what great back in paper, isn't it? Exactly, Rach. Exactly. Let us know what you think of this new format. Keep the cheap shots challenge shots coming in. I am so impressed at what we've had so far. These pictures will all be up on the website. So if you're struggling for inspiration, as are all three of the hosts, <laughs> go and see these and get inspired. Uh, and we will speak to you <laughs> in less than a week, I guess. We need to come up with a better sign-off for this. We also don't know what music we're listening using or anything for this yet. Um, but until next time... Uh, it's goodbye from Rachel. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. It's bye from me. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>